And Gaza is actually a big factor in our next story now. While there's been plenty of drama in British politics lately, it looks set to continue. With the election of George Galloway to Parliament, he won the Rochdale by-election overnight comfortably. I do hereby declare that George Galloway is duly... Keir Starmer, this is for Gaza. You have paid, and you will pay, a high price for the role that you have played in enabling, encouraging, and covering for the catastrophe presently going on in occupied Palestine in the Gaza Strip. George Galloway's uh, victory speech after he won the Rochdale by-election in the UK overnight. George Parker, political editor of the Financial Times, is on the line. Um, How much of a price do you think Keir Starmer is going to pay for the election of George Galloway? Well, it's going to be very awkward when George Galloway takes his seat in the House of Commons. You know, a bane of uh, Labour leaders over the years, a divisive figure, a firebrand, and someone who is threatening to try to explode Labour Party divisions over the Gaza war when he arrives at Westminster. So it's a very bad day for him. It's a bad day also for mainstream politics generally in this country because the, the big parties here basically were absent from the field in the Rochdale by-election and it was taken over by a very divisive and macho campaign. So altogether a bad day, I think, for British democracy. Because uh, the second-placed candidate was a local independent. It's an extraordinary result, um, to be honest. If you look at the um, the results, there's 60% of the vote went either to George Galloway, who was standing for this previously unknown Workers' Party, but essentially campaigning very strongly on the Gaza issue, and, and then 21% of the vote went to a local independent called David Tully. You have to go a long way down the list to the Conservatives, who won 11% of the vote. And Labour, well, the former Labour candidate, of course, who was suspended, got 7%. Liberal Democrats used to hold that seat, 7%. George Galloway got nearly 40% of the vote. And that's an extraordinary sensation of affairs, very unusual mm-hmm. in British politics. And how significant do you think... Could this be as a bellwether? Because we know there's going to be a general election in the UK uh, at some point later this year. How could the war in Gaza impact that outcome? Well, there aren't very many George Galloways out in the British political scene. And obviously by-elections are different to national general elections. So I think it's unlikely we'll see a lot of people like George Galloway entering Parliament at a general election. But I think what you will see is Galloway's election being a precursor to a much more divisive and and bitter tone of politics, I think, running into the British election um, with the issue of Gaza, you know, the intercommunal tensions between, you know, we've seen a rise in anti-Semitism, we've seen a rise in Islamophobia, and we've seen the Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, you know, controversially this week, stating, unbelievably rarely, that Britain has descended from a parliamentary democracy into mob rule. I think, don't think that's a description many people would recognise, but the fact that he's using that rhetoric is, I think, an indication of where British politics could be heading. Yes, indeed. And the Tories have been having uh, their own troubles and their own drama. Uh, talk to us about Lee Anderson and whether he's heading for reform and why. Well, Lee Anderson's former deputy chairman of the Conservative Party. He's um, been suspended uh, for making what were seen as uh, Islamophobic remarks. And yes, I mean, he's been flirting with and talking and talking to people in the in Nigel Farage's reform party about possibly switching 
he hasn't ruled that out. Uh, I think it's certainly not beyond the realms of possibility. And Lee Anderson is worth pointing out as a presenter of GB News, um, a, a sort of right-wing populist type TV channel. So is Nigel Farage. And I think the role of GB News is interesting in British politics. Lots of people don't watch it. Many people have never even heard of it. But in the conservative world or the right-wing world, it's an echo chamber. And a lot of these views about you know, Islamists taking over the country and stuff become a common currency on GB News. So I wouldn't be at all surprised if we did see Lee Anderson switch across to Reform UK mm-hmm. and use GB News as a platform. But according to the kind of people who appear on GB News and indeed former Prime Minister uh, Liz Truss, um, your outfit, the Financial Times, George, you're, you're, you're the real government. You're the real pullers <laughs> of the strings uh, behind everything that's going on uh, in the UK. Tell us how you do it. Well, that's why things are such a mess. <laughs> if, 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 if we're running the country, but yes, you're right. I mean, there was an extraordinary bit of uh, free advertising for the FT where um, Liz Truss went over to America, uh, went to a right-wing um, conference in just outside Washington, and shared a platform with Steve Bannon of Trump, the Trump era, and started brandishing the FT and saying, "This is the deep state. This is the deep state." So there we go. We're we're part of the uh, the conspiracy. But what's the serious point is that you see a lot of politicians now. And I think this goes back to the Rochdale thing, suggesting that they're not in charge. You know, this trust saying that someone else is running the country, in this case, the FT and the deep state. Rishi Sunak saying that the mob are starting to run the country. If you tell voters that after 14 years in power, you aren't in charge and someone else is, it's not surprising when they start looking elsewhere for when they come to vote. We appreciate you talking to us this morning uh, and those pink pages. George Parker, political editor of the Financial Times. Thank you.